Hey everyone, welcome to Destiny Midweek. I believe this is episode 22. Episode 22. Double deuce. I'm Mark Bell. That's jo- awesome. Join, uh, yeah, it's great. Join with Matt Bell, pastor of Destiny Church in San Antonio, Texas. Hey Matt, how are you today? I'm doing great. God is good. He's on the throne. And I'm just so glad that whoever's listening to this has tuned in to listen to this, probably from Destiny Church. And I just want to say I'm so blessed to be a part of this great church family and feel honored to serve as as the pastor here and just love what God's doing here in our church and am so thankful for everything that God is doing. Amen. Amen. That's great. Hey, you you want to hear some good news? Good news. I love good news. I got a a little feedback on the podcast. Oh. So I want to read that. It's from from Eric G. Eric G. Hey, guys. Eric G here. Hey, Eric G. Started listening to the podcast as of last week. I'm slowly catching up. Currently on episode 13. That's not slow. That's a binge. That's not slowly catching up. I mean, some of the podcasts were like 45 minutes. Yeah. So... That's like hours and hours. Well, I'll get to that. Okay. I'm. Uh, it's helping me desire to dig in to God's word much more. And then he, he said, dig. Did you it, notice that? Yes. Dig. The dig. Okay. It's, it's still what we should be calling this. Then later that day, he, I mean, I, I just like to believe that it was just so great. He had to chime in a second time. So usually I have a movie, TV uh, going on in the background while I do tasks around the house. Listening to this podcast feeds my soul so much better, and I am much more productive in my tasks. That's awesome. Wow. Productivity boost. That's amazing. You need a productivity boost? You need to tune into Destiny Midweek. You don't need a John Maxwell podcast or a Craig Groeschel podcast. Or The Office. Nah. You just need Destiny Midweek. Awesome. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, thanks for the feedback. Really glad that you're tuning in, and um, I'm sure you're sharing this with others as well. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, share with your friends. I mean, obviously, this is one of the best podcasts uh, at our church, and um, so feel free to share it with other people. It's at least in the top two podcasts that we have at Destiny right now. It is. At least. So we went to a uh, little conference. I don't know if you could call it a little conference, but yes, you and me and Michael had the opportunity to attend a minister's conference at Abundant Living Faith Center in El Paso, Texas. A-L-F-C. How, how, what did you think about it? What, what was your takeaway? Did you enjoy it? No, I, I enjoyed it immensely. Our time in the desert. This was my second time going. Last year, we went with Marcos. Went. Right. And I think we even talked about it on the podcast last year when we went. Really? I think we did. Yeah, because last year's was in August. Yeah. We've been doing this since August? I think so. I think <laughs> I remember talking. We'll have to ask Eric G since yeah, he's, he's recently gone through the archives. He's done that deep dive. Maybe he was listening on like 2X. That's a possibility. Possibly. All right. So yeah, it was it was great. I mean, I'll probably say the same things I said last time, but they have a an amazing team, right, at their church. Right. It's a 
It's a fairly large church. Yeah, fairly. So they have a lot of volunteers, but man, they're all dialed in. Yeah, just the spirit of excellence and and the atmosphere of faith is so inspiring. Yeah, and really loved our time there together. So, you know, we we have amazing volunteers here that serve with excellence. But to me, it's it's really fascinating seeing that, but on a much larger scale. Uh, so it's inspiring. And uh, just a lot of great words. Yeah. A lot of good messages. A lot of great ministry. Brian Houston. Yep. From Hillsong. You from may have Hillsong heard of in Australia. Right. That was cool. That was. You... Right. Uh, you actually used the bathroom with him. After, yes. Well, you ran were, into him in the bathroom. You ran into him afterwards. in the bathroom. Yeah. And uh, had a real meaningful exchange yeah. there, washing our hands together. Yeah, washed together. hands together. <laughs> you know, it was kind of like when Jesus washed the disciples' feet. It's kind of nothing like that. Not at all. But, yeah, that was fun. He's it, taller than I thought. Yeah. But whatever. all those, that's something I've noticed last year. Uh, with Carl Lentz and then another pastor, Chad Veach. They were both kind of tall. Uh-huh. So I don't know um, with tall people being uh, popular pastors, maybe that's a thing. Well, we at least got that going for us. <clears throat> yeah, that's great. So yeah, then uh, Carl Lentz was there again. Right. And once again, he... Uh, Just brought the heat. Yeah. Yeah, in- incredible incredible preacher he's he is a a good preacher it's incredible so we had a great time i i feel inspired yeah encouraged yeah me too that's the whole point of going and really felt like mission accomplished mission accomplished with our few days there yeah and uh el paso's kind of cool yeah it's kind of cool it's got mountains the it's like san antonio smaller Mm -hmm. but with mountains but I'm still, I'm not a good geography person, so I don't know if the mountains we're seeing when we're in El Paso are Mexican mountains or... Well, they're all God's mountains. Or... Uh, Ameri- what's, yeah, I'm not sure what side of the border they're on. I but, think that some are in the U.S. and some are in Mexico. Yeah, but they're close enough to enjoy while you're driving around. By seeing them, yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Really beautiful place. Good place. Beautiful time together. Fun time. Yeah, got to make some really cool connections too with some other pastors and people that knew our dad. Yeah. And were really shaped by his music and, and the worship uh, recordings that he had made. And so it, that that was fun hearing the stories of, of how they would sing my dad's songs and how even today they would put those CDs on and it ministers to them. Yeah, that was that was fun to hear, and uh, so a great time. Uh, so we got some really great things coming up yeah. here at Destiny Church. Yeah, it's an exciting time to be part of Destiny. Right. Uh, you know, missions conference is over, but really that kind of launched us. Yep. Into the year. Yep. So we we've landed from the launch, and we're hitting the ground running. No, we're soaring. We're soaring. We're just soaring. We didn't. We didn't touch down. No, we've launched. Landing gears are still up. Soaring. We're just flying. So we have KBI tomorrow night. 
KBI starts at <laughs> no, seven o'clock. It's oh, tonight. tonight. Yeah, if you're listening on Wednesday, what what's the date? Tomorrow is the fifth. Fifth, February fifth. February fifth. KBI is actually Judah's, my son's seventh birthday. Oh, that's great. So he going to come sit in while I'll you're be missing teaching? his birthday to come teach the Bible. But wow, that's just the blessing of being a pastor's kid. And KBI is starting on February 5th at 7 o'clock. You can come, learn the Bible, get God's word planting and plant it in your heart. It will bear incredible fruit in your lives. So I encourage you to take advantage of that. Also coming up, we are starting our new series. Yeah. The Book of Acts. I'm so excited about this. I've never taught through the Book of Acts in this format before. I've talked to it, I've taught through it in a condensed format, but we're going to be going deep into it week after week. I've got the first two chapters outlined, and the, we're going to spend five weeks in the first two chapters. Wow. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. So does it have a title like, like uh, diving into the empowering, no flaming tongue? No, it's just Axe. Axe. Axe is the title. I didn't even think of trying to make a title. Okay. What if I, I maybe I used all my titles? Well, that's good. It's titleage up on Romans eight. Easier for me. I don't have to mention that every time. Right. So along with the new series, we're going to be kicking off our new season of. Community, community groups. groups. All the leaders are super excited to be meeting again. And just encourage you, if you're listening to this, and obviously you are because you can hear my voice, to just start reading through the book of Acts. Let that get into your soul. Read it, reread it. And there's just some amazing stuff in, in the book of Acts. And I can't wait to start going through it together and for our community groups to start working through that and applying it to their lives. Yeah, get in a community group because that's just another way, you know, obviously the podcast is a wonderful way to dig deep, deeper on the uh, Sunday morning series, but the community group, you get to do that, but with other people. And so not only are you getting filled with the word, but you are growing closer to the body of Christ and uh, in fellowship and breaking of bread and all that. So it's it's really great. I want to encourage you to look for a community group, join a community group. Absolutely. Does that mean this is the end of whatever season we're on on the podcast? And yeah, next? so this is the season finale. The I season think finale. About that. Man. Yeah, so we'll be jumping into a brand new season. Brand new season. Season five, sure. I think, for the Book of Acts. So yeah, that'll be, that, that absolutely means nothing. Yeah, it means everything. Other than... It just is called season five and the podcast. There's app, been some good like season fives on TV shows. I feel like 24 season five. Okay. Charles Logan, I think president Logan. Wow. That's so uh, sad. This, this Sunday, did you kind of do like an intro to acts to set the table a little bit? I did a little bit. So acts is written by Luke and Luke also wrote Luke, Luke and Acts 1 begins where Luke chapter 24 ends. They they really go together. So as a way of getting us ready to jump into the book of Acts, I thought, why don't we go through Luke chapter 24? So that's what we did on Sunday. Do you know if Luke and Acts were written at the same time? They were not. They could not have been. 
Actually, they could have been, but they weren't. Cool. So what was kind of the big takeaway from Sunday? Well, for me, it was interesting because I read the whole chapter. You read the whole chapter? I did. I did. It's like 50 verses. It is. Yeah, I read the whole thing. Straight through? Straight through. Didn't stop, didn't commentate. I just said, we're going to read this whole thing. Did you? Have you gone back to see how long that was? No, I haven't. I timed it beforehand, and it was like six minutes. Oh, okay. But reading it live, I probably use more dramatic mm-hmm. speech and inflection. So it might have been close to eight minutes, seven, eight minutes. That's really cool. Yeah. And I, Heather said she loved it. Yeah. So if you didn't like it, I don't care, because Heather said she loved it, and that's all that matters to me. There you go. But yeah, I just read the whole thing. I mean, I was like, I could summarize some of these portions, but honestly, when you summarize, you can actually take longer right? to, to try of and course. paint the picture and make context. I'm like, I'll end up taking longer just to leave something out just so I can try to keep people engaged. And I said, you know what? Fooey. God's word is powerful. We're going to read this whole thing. And hopefully people will stay engaged. And I think they did. Yeah. It's a great chapter. Moves quickly. Talking about the resurrection. And it's, yeah, so I read the whole chapter That's at cool. the beginning. Yeah, I saw on your, because I haven't had a chance to watch it or listen to it yet. I saw on your notes, it said, read Luke 24. So I was, you know, I was reading Luke 24 to get ready for this, but I was, I was wondering what portion of Luke 24 you read, but you, you the whole read portion. Luke 24. Yeah, every portion. But you know, when Paul wrote these like letters to the churches, right. they were written with the intention that, you know, Timothy would get up in yep. front of his church and read the whole yep. letter. Guys, we've got a letter from Paul. Right. And we're going to read it. Gather around. We're going to read this letter. They would read the whole book, the so, whole letter. I think that's really cool. That's, that's actually how God's word is meant to be received. When Abraham, not Abraham, when Moses made the covenant with God at, the, at Mount Sinai, and also I think it's Nehemiah, when they come and they rebuild the temple, they read the whole law. They actually, in Nehemiah, they actually build a platform. I think it's Nehemiah, either Ezra or Nehemiah. They build a platform and he stands up like in a pulpit. Mm -hmm. I think the weather was really bad. I think it says, if I'm remembering correctly. And they sat day and night listening to the word of God read to them. And so the, the way we do it in church, supposed to do it in church, not in our current day and age with you know, just a verse here and a verse there out of mm-hmm. context, twisting God's word, as so many churches do. But God's people were designed to sit and to hear and to receive God's word long form. Mm-hmm. And so we did that a little bit on Sunday, and I think it went okay. That's cool. So. Yeah, you know, when I... uh sit down with my girls at the table and and just read like read a chapter out loud to them i notice like i get more out of it too so it was a little bit of a test for me because i think about 25 percent 
of Acts, the book of Acts, mm-hmm. is actually the record of sermons that were preached. And it's like word for word, the sermon. Mm-hmm. And so I've already been thinking, what am I going to do? Am I going to summarize these portions? How is this going to work? Some of them are quite lengthy. Mm-hmm. Some are like 40 something verses, especially Stephen's sermon in Acts chapter seven. And I'm, I'm already thinking, what am I going to do when we get to that? Am I really going to read? Just read the whole thing. This whole thing. So it was a little bit of a test for okay. me to see like, you know, start as, as I'm starting to think of how to get these sermons together. I was wanting to test out how that went. And if you liked it, good, because it went pretty well. If you didn't like it, I'm sorry. That might be unfortunate because I thought it did go over pretty well. But hey, send us your feedback. Should I read entire chapters of the Bible in a sermon or should I? Just pull out verses here and there. Curious. Well, usually, either way, you're not taking verses here and there. Even when you go through a chapter, you're going, you're using all the verses. You're just doing little nuggets, a couple verses here, talking a little bit. So I'm interested now to go back and watch that to see. Yeah. See what you did with that. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Sunday. I wanted to use that Luke 24 and I wanted to use that as a way of getting us ready for acts. And I just felt like in reading through that, I saw three big ideas that sort of percolated to the top that I wanted to share. And it was three ideas on how you can make your life count or three things you got to know if you want your life to count for God and for his kingdom and to make a difference and leave a legacy which I believe we all want to do. Of course. So. What was the first one? Number one, you got to know that Jesus is alive. He's alive. He's not dead. He's alive. And then I preached a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. Just getting people fired up. Yeah. Uh, Number two thing was, what was number two? Hold on. It's one of the things you like to say a lot. Oh, yeah. It's all about Jesus. Yeah. It's all about Jesus. And funnily enough, today, you know, I have that app, Time Hop. Yeah. And time hop shows you pictures from this day, years, a year back. ago, two years ago, five years ago. But it can also show you social media posts from this day. So on February the 4th, mm-hmm. I think it was six years ago or seven years ago, I actually tweeted, it's all about Jesus, using this verse from Luke 24. Really? Six years ago today. Hey, that's cool. So I retweeted it today. Oh. I tweet like twice a year. Yeah. And I just thought, man, how cool is it that I'm still preaching the same thing? And by the grace of God, we'll be preaching that same message 60 years from now. Amen. I'll be 98, like Brother Beatles. When you retweet, does your retweet show up on Time Hop like next year? Will your retweet be there? You'll have to ask me then. I don't know. Set a reminder. I should. So that was point number two. It's all about Jesus. All about Jesus. And the the way that that comes out in the text is Jesus is interpreting the scriptures. And it says that he's showing from the scriptures everything concerning himself. So his life, his death, his burial, his resurrection. He's showing that to the, the disciples that he's walking with. Uh, along the road 
to Emmaus and the idea or the revelation that I felt God gave me was that just as all of those people's lives, Abraham, Moses, Adam and Eve, Jacob, all of the people that he was interpreting the things about himself from their lives that ultimately their lives were about Jesus and our lives too should be about Jesus. So not only is the word of God all about Jesus and but the reason the word of God is all about Jesus is because those people's lives ended up not really being about themselves and their own glory, but about Jesus. And so our lives also as God's people should not be about us, but they should be about him. The story of our lives should, should we should clearly see the effect of Jesus in the story of our life. So that was point number two. So what would you say that it is and it's all about Jesus? Everything. 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 So Colossians chapter one, Paul says that all things were created through Jesus, by Jesus, and for Jesus. So it's all, everything Mm -hmm. that's been created was for him. Not only created by him, but for him. So the it in its is everything. Is everything. Yeah, you... And I'm just looking at your notes because you were kind enough to share them with me. But you mentioned John 3.30. He must increase. Yeah. I must decrease. Yeah. Such a great idea. I love that verse. Idea. It's, uh, that's a verse you can, you can literally just a- apply to every, every area of your life. Yeah. And what I said on Sunday, I don't, that's probably not in the notes, so you probably didn't know it, but that Jesus actually said that John the Baptist was the greatest person who's ever lived. Really? Yeah. So the greatest man who's ever lived, this is how he lived. Yeah. That Jesus must increase and I must decrease. I I, I just love that. Yeah, I mean, it's just so cool. Like, you know, you could take that into your marriage. If you're having like marriage problems, look at that verse. Like what? Because usually the problem is ourselves. Right. We got to get over ourselves. Got to get over ourselves. It's not about us. Yeah. And uh, so I don't know why I use marriage as an example, but that just came to mind. We'll pray for you. Yes, please do. Yeah. And then point number three was that you have a divine purpose and divine power. Purpose and power. And we'll, we'll, we will walk through all of these things as we continue through the book of Acts, because they're, they're really huge themes in the Bible everywhere, but that our life is purposeful, that God has given us a purpose, and the purpose I talked about was that we're to be witnesses for him, mm-hmm. and that we have his power to do it, this power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that was a, uh, I'm trying to find the website, their church website, but that was what Carl, in a, in a little bit of what Carl Lentz talked about, being a witness and letting the Holy Holy Spirit guide you. So I was maybe we can maybe we can put a link to that message because I think that that kind of going into Acts that that'd be a great message to yeah pump you up. But but yeah, it goes along with that. And also that quote you read by Charles Spurgeon. Yeah, it was really good. I saw I think I saw someone share that a picture online 
a picture of the wall of our wall our wall wow the quote on there wow it says if sinners be damned at least let them leap to hell over our dead bodies and if they perish let them perish with our arms wrapped about their knees imploring them to stay if hell must be filled let it be filled in the teeth of our exertions and let not one go unwarned and unprayed for so it's really challenging yeah quote yeah it's really awesome i love it it's great just something to get people inspired yeah so what what's the what's the plan for sunday are you gonna do a little bit more of an intro are you gonna talk about luke did you talk about luke the person i didn't uh i didn't so we'll probably talk about that a little bit and give a little bit of background but the beginning of chapter one lends itself to that as far as the the text goes from acts chapter one so i'm looking forward to it i think it's going to be awesome yeah it's gonna be I'll great try to be yeah in hopefully there, be we in get there the for a little bit live stream issues yeah sorry we said we've down. had some technical difficulties here so are you going to touch on acts 1 8 sunday yes i am it's going to be this Sunday is going to be Acts chapter one verses one through eleven. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So I re- that's a lot of ground to cover, but it's going to be great. And just vividly remember memorizing Acts one eight with Grandma Bell in Bible class back in high school when she was teaching our Bible class. It was one of the verses she would have us stand up and read on the projector screen right at the beginning of class. So. It's always been a favorite of mine. Yeah. I'm just looking over this right now. I'm already like, there's no way I'm going to be able to cram everything in. So thank God we got this podcast. Yeah. Because I'll be able to bring everything here that I was uh, had to leave out on Sunday. I mean, there's no rush. You can space it out. I mean, the, there's 28 chapters. I'm already spending five weeks on chapter one. And two, you said. And two, but... Yeah. I want to finish this in 2020 sometime. Yeah. Okay. So we had a question about uh, last week's message. This comes from Lisa J. Would you like to hear it? Yeah, I love it. All right. As she says, great sermon this week, as usual. Oh, thank you. That's cool. It's encouraging. Thank you for that. In Luke 24, the women go to the grave with spices and find it empty. Two men standing by the grave asked them why they sought the living among the dead. John 20, 12 refers to these two men as angels. Angels are referenced throughout the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, but I don't really understand who they are. I mean, they're not the son of God, but are referenced throughout the Bible, as is Jesus, indicating that they have always been around. They can take human form, but are not human, or are they? They're not the Holy Spirit who lives in us and are not God, though some religions seem to practice prayer to them. I accept that they exist because the Bible says they do, but I don't understand how or where or when. And are they here now? Thanks. Lisa J. Great questions. Really good. A couple passages I would point you to, and I'll read them here, but I want to give you the references. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14 Hebrews 1.14, Hebrews 13.2, Psalm 91.11, and Daniel 6, verse 
too. So the question, who are the angels? Where did they come from? Are they human? What's the whole deal with angels? Well, first, I'm not an expert on angels. And there's not a ton written in the Bible to explain them or explain their origin. But what we can learn from these verses that I shared is a little bit about who they are and their purpose. So Hebrews 1.14, it says that they are angels. Angels are ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation. So angels are not human, although from time to time they can take on human form to appear to humans, but they are spirits. They are in the spiritual realm. And we need to, we need to know this, that in the spirit realm, there are beings. And we read about this in, for example, I think it's Ephesians chapter six that says, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and high places. What, what Paul is talking about there is the spiritual realm, that there is the angelic and there is the demonic and that they are created beings, they're spiritual beings, but they're created by God, so they're not human, but they're not God. God is above them because he is the creator. But their purpose here in Hebrews 1, it says that their purpose, angels' purposes, are to minister to God's people. In Psalm 91.11, it says that God will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. In Daniel 6.2, Daniel says that God sent his angel and shut the mouths of the lions, and they have not hurt me. And so it was actually an angel that came in and closed the mouth of the lions when Daniel was thrown into the lion's den. And then the question of, are they here now? Hebrews 13.2 answers that a little bit when the writer says, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, Some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. So, yes, angels are still here. They're still among us. The Bible does not say that everyone has a guardian angel, that we have an angel assigned to us. But from time to time, who knows? This verse says that we should be hospitable to everyone. We may be entertaining an angel. We may be talking to an angel and not know it, but their purpose is to minister to us. At the end of Jesus's temptation, after his 40 days in the wilderness of fasting, it says that an angel came and ministered to him. It was an angel that told Mary that she was going to have Jesus. It was an angel that appeared to Joseph as well. It was an angel that appeared to Zechariah, Jesus's uncle, I guess, second uncle, anyway, uh, and and told him that him and his wife were going to have a baby, John the Baptist. So there was a lot of angelic activity around and surrounding Jesus's birth. It was angels that came and told the shepherds where to find Jesus. It was an angel that told the wise men not to go back through Jerusalem. So angels are are ministering spirits. They're they're here to perform a task for God, for the saints, those who are to inherit salvation. There is a sermon that I saw parts of recently. I didn't see the whole thing, but it was on this topic. And it was by a 
pastor from Arizona. His name is Pastor Mark Driscoll. And the name of his sermon is God and Angels versus Satan and Demons. And if you go on YouTube and just search Angels and Demons Mark Driscoll, it'll bring up the sermon. And just FYI, it's an hour and four minutes. So if you think I preach for a long time, buckle up. But I've heard snippets from the sermon, and he's just walking through what the scriptures teach about the spiritual realm. God and angels, Satan and demons. And so I would encourage that to you, Lisa, as a more extended resource. And I know that what Pastor Mark teaches is very sound and Bible-based. So I'd encourage you to listen to that. Dad once told a story. He was driving on the highway, kind of out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, he's driving really fast and came up to this old beat up pickup truck that was driving really slow. So it kind of forced him to slow down. But then he says he, he sped on by and passed it up. And then he said like 30 minutes later, he came up to the same truck and like caused him to slow down again. And so he, he was convinced that that was something supernatural happening to, to get his attention. Like, hey, you're, you're the way you're driving. Right. You need to chill it and uh, be careful. Right. So you never know. You never know. There, there, there have been a few times where I had an experience like that where I was just like, this, is, this seems like it's bending the laws of nature. Like it, it, it doesn't seem right. Yeah. So, but some people take it to the extreme and like we shouldn't pray to angels, spiritualize everything, and look for angelic dust falling from the sky. No, no, we shouldn't pray to angels. The Bible says there's one mediator between God and man, Jesus Christ. So, thanks again for that question. What I really liked about um, what you submitted is, is Lisa, you said I accept that they exist because the Bible says they do. Uh, there's a lot of things that sometimes can trip people up and they just, their, their mind can't comprehend it. So they say, well, I don't want to believe that, but if it's in the Bible, we need to believe it. So that's great. Well, I think that's going to do it for season, whatever season we're in, 4B, 4C. Yeah, four, just four. Four. Quattro. And uh, it's been a good run. Looking forward to season five premiere next Wednesday. So be sure to share this podcast with your friends. Tell them about it. It's a a great way to dig deeper into God's word. And uh, we hope to see you this Sunday as we kick off our series. And we'll be talking to you soon.